Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. We are having a blast in here. Thanks for joining us wherever you may believe. May believe. <laughs> if you made it through, I was going to be so proud. What I did. Oh yeah. Oh, that should be in here. Take, take two. Mm. Take two. Ready to go? Got. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host today, and I'm so happy to be joined by Outreach Pastor Jason Callahan. Yeah, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be really. Dang, that was. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be the best at it. All right, next up, up, Family <laughs> Ministries Pastor Casey Callahan. Hi. <laughs> How do you follow that? I exactly. No and Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello. <laughs> So weird. Is, is that a lozenge you've got there? Go ahead. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Tell everybody what you have. It's a Whirlers candy. <laughs> Am I saying that wrong? It's a, a, a Whirlers. Uh, it's a Worthers. It's a Worthy candy. Worthers or Worthy? It's Worthy. <laughs> worthy? He said Whirlers. My Wor- dad would give them out all the time and he couldn't say it either. Yeah. yeah. That was sweet. You want a Worthy? <laughs> a what? Worthy. What'd you say? Am I Worthy? <laughs> All right. And we had a chance to celebrate your dad's life last week. It was awesome. It was. It was a good time. Yes. It really was. I think he would have enjoyed it. He would have been the bell of the ball at that yep. service. He would have loved it. All that gospel music. Yes. Oh, yeah. And all the people. Mm-hmm. He would have hugged every single one that walked through the door. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, that's why they were there, because he hugged them when they walked through the oh, door, yeah. probably mm-hmm. the first time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, my daddy was a charmer. <laughs> um <laughs> No, it, it sounds bad, but he would be standing in the atrium with four women around him. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Just hearing you say it. I mean, and I know that sounds really bad, but uh, they loved him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's true. For sure. And they would kiss him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And should I say that on the podcast? I don't know. I think you just did. Okay. <laughs> on the cheek. Well, some of them. Christian love. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was all in Christian it love. It was. It was. Agape. Agape. Yeah. That's good. Hey, thanks for joining me today, guys. We want to talk today about our Open Heart series that we just concluded. Mm. And the premise of the series was a takeoff on open heart surgery, but we weren't talking physically opening up our chest and doing surgery on the heart. We were talking about spiritual open heart surgery. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think it was one of the best series that we've had in a while, just because it hit home for a lot of people. Uh, but the open heart concept is we're all heart patients. And throughout the series, I alluded to it on the end, but throughout the whole series, you could have had that um, heart patients prayer, as, it, as a pastor called it before, um, um, in Psalms where it says, search me, O God, test me, know me, and then lead me. You know, And that's something that if we, as heart patients, we should pray on the daily is God, is there anything that's hindering me from you? Is there anything that I've done that is keeping me from the blessings even that you are, you are, you've, you've called to me? And um, a lot of times what we need is a, a heart surgery. Some people I alluded to need a heart transplant, which is salvation, which is a whole change of heart. Because uh, as we find in Scripture, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you're, what's in your heart is what is going to come out when, you, when you're talking about things. Um, 
uh, from war to how you look at your neighbor to how you look at your kids or your spouse, out of the heart and the mouth speak. So heart surgery for sure for everybody. You, I love it that the psalmist says, know my anxious thoughts there, mm-hmm. um, because yeah. I think there's so many, uh, so much anxiety, so many people <clears throat> dealing with anxious thoughts. I think that verse alone just really dug into some people's hearts and really made them think about, <clears throat> excuse me, where their heart is. And um, I, you know, personally, I couldn't help but think of John Chris the entire series, yeah. but to check your heart. Check but, your um, heart. It's uh, that that really is what we we're asking them to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I like that. Your, I think Eddie talked about it in his message about the heart's always deceiving you, mm-hmm. and you need to. I think that has searched me and let me know mm. my feelings aren't always telling me the truth mm-hmm. yeah and that that stuck with me and i've heard that many times but i have to really you know you have to really think about it you know you, you know what comes out if you don't think about what your heart's telling you you're just going to do anything or mm-hmm. maybe say anything so i know i did that today mm-hmm. <laughs> i got a little uh, irritated at the bank oh. banker today yeah and y'all could tell yeah. Yeah. Like, we thought it was it's he was true. just hangry. Like he Yeah. He, well, he that, just, that combination would not have anything. We need he needs some chips and salsa. Okay. And I'm like, I didn't that think about helps me. I didn't think about my heart till after I had eaten, then I felt better about it. Right. You can take a moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think examine I ate, your heart. I didn't eat good either. So that helped my heart. But <laughs> But um it is a conscious decision you have to make. Mm-hmm. I like you even said that it's a it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. To check your heart, yeah. I mean, consistently, because it will deceive you. Mm-hmm. Feelings, man, I hate feelings. You know, mm-hmm. they can really get in the way of the truth. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't want to sound like I'm this deep spiritual person, but I actually try to pray that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, as you guys know, Greg is in there. Greg. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Not Greg, Craig. Do we need to explain Greg. that? Yeah, yeah, Greg is kinda, your other personality. It's my alter ego of, yeah. you know, when you know things get a little uptight or uh, <laughs> Mine is Byron. something stern needs to be said. <laughs> nice. uh, we blame it on Greg, but. Yeah, Greg's not afraid of confrontation at all. <laughs> no. Greg looks for it. <laughs> he, he's actually just kind of a sniper, though. Like, if anybody ever comes back at him, he's going to cower. But he's. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your name? Cassandra? I don't know. Cassandra. I'm just trying to think of names. <laughs> and Chase, let's see. Well, no. Eddie always called me Stacy. Stacy, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and Chasen is Jason. Jason, Jason that's Jason. it. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, we all have alter egos here on yeah. staff yeah. for the most yeah. part. Jason and Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> if they're in the room, man, look out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Greg. <laughs> yeah, so Eddie challenged us, you know, really for three weeks, but then on Sunday, Chase, you wrapped it up by talking about this idea of post-op mm. and what mm. happens after the surgery, mm. what needs to happen then, and you really focused in on this idea of rest. Yeah. Mainly because I don't do it well. <laughs> yeah. And most of us don't. And we we automatically think of rest as vacations or sleeping an extra hour or two or <clears throat> just being lazy or something like that. And what I, mainly what I was talking about with post-op is 
you can't go. I told the story of when Casey, you were in the hospital, and the mm-hmm. old the older gentleman beside me had the same surgery while Casey was knocked out, and he was like, "Give me coffee. I got to go to the bathroom," you know. And he stood up and walked out of the hospital, like. But like, in my defense, they admitted <laughs> that they gave more anesthesia, and than I said I, I alluded to that. I did. you barely. <laughs> the surgery did not last as long as they thought it was going to. Right, and, and so I said that. they I said it's going to take her a minute to wake up. But the point was. <laughs> There were several people. We all have different pain tolerances, right? (laughs) So I understand that with surgery, regardless, in all surgeries, you can't go zero to 60. And so most of us, like if you went to all four of these talks that we've had over the last month, you can't now just go, okay, great. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give. I'm going to do everything and and not expect burnout to come sooner rather than later. At some point in post-op, you have to stop and go, all right, I need to be filled with the Spirit. And how do I do that? By getting alone with God, like by getting to what um, Scripture would say, or I, I read that book, Out of Solitude, to people. They, they call it the lonely place. You've got to escape to that place of just where it's you and the Lord, and and he is the one that is feeling feeling you, you know, not not your service. All those things are needed. Don't hear what I'm not saying. All those things are needed. But when it comes to rest, rest comes when you are fulfilled by what God says about you and says who you are and 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 what, from a spiritual standpoint, what your assignment is. Like who who is it that God's going to put in your life uh, on the daily? Um, but yeah, post op is. It's hard for a lot of people. Like it's hard for me. Anytime I'm down from, you know, surgery or whatever it may be, it takes a minute for me to get back in the game because I'm just I'm not good at post op, you know. And then I'm not good at rest. I I talked about Eddie how he always he's always building something, whether it be a fort or <laughs> a gadget for a golf cart or something. Like he he's always building. I'm sort of the same way. I'm I'm always needing to do something. But I have tried to adapt this idea of rest. When am I getting along with God? Um, I look at Scripture. I look at what Jesus, who he, who he is and his example. And Jesus didn't get filled by the crowds that he led. Most of us think that we look at the miracles or the healings or the feeding the 5,000 or 15,000, you know, walking on water where there's crowds or there's people. No, it says I, he go. He went away and he prayed and he asked God to intervene into his life and intervene into his situations um, so that he could be filled and actually do what God called him to do. Does that make sense? I, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's really where I was trying to go with it. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges being in ministry like we all mm-hmm. have been for years. That is one of the biggest challenges for me is that I have to, I have to really be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, I got the barn down there, yeah. what I call the barn. Yeah. And that's a great place for me just to get away and, yeah. you know, read the Bible or just pray and just take yeah. that moment to kind of center myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you need to do on a daily basis mm-hmm. for me is if I don't get that center, I'm going to be a sinner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to not like you as yeah. well because I have to get that. I got to, like you said, I got to get the right heartbeat. Mm. Yeah. You know, because if you go 90 miles an hour in ministry, 
mm-hmm. you're going to hit a wall mm-hmm. or in anything, sure. you know, but, and we can't love people if we don't, sure. you know, mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. And that's been a hard lesson for me because I love to work. Right. I work all the time. Yeah. I'm a workaholic. I admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love what I do. Right. And, but it catches up with me. You can tell, or let me rephrase that. If you're wondering, like, what is my spiritual heart rate? Mm-hmm. Look at your reactions to certain things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. You know? Yeah. Oh, that stung a little. Did it? Yeah. yeah. If you, uh, if you get offended really easy that day. Yeah. Probably because you're, you're mm-hmm. not centered. Your heartbeat is a little bit right. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think you guys have um, the challenge of still having kids at home as well. And <laughs> they all of, have more of a challenge than I do. All, but, all of their yeah. activities, all uh, balancing, you know, mm-hmm. raising a family, ministry, all all that is required of y'all is is a big task. Yeah. Do you have an expert to come in and talk to us about that? Because <laughs> I mean, I'll just I'll go ahead and say that I am not an expert on this at all. And it's mm-hmm. something that we for years have talked about how to find that. Um, so y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Anything I say, I'm just trying to figure it out to you. OK, um, I feel like physical rest is important. And I do think that there are times in Scripture where he says, you know, he maketh me lie down. I'm bringing out the King James. Wow, I'm sorry. That's, 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 maketh. That's, that's how I that's memorized good. it at my right. grandmother's house. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. I think there are times where it does talk about physical rest. I think when mm-hmm. the Sabbath was created, it was in the perfect garden where children didn't disobey and danger wasn't a thing. And so having a day of rest and, uh, a relationship with your creator in a perfect world could happen. Um, I think if you have children, it's impossible to have a day Mm. of rest physically. Um, So to me, when I read a lot of this, I know, and and I did, I just had back surgery. And so God literally was like, stop. We had a very busy summer. We had camp. I, I literally broke my back this summer with all that we were doing. And I did physically have to stop and rest, but I, I feel like so much more of this is about a mental rest and an emotional mm-hmm. rest more than a physical rest. And so as a mom that I have three kids that are all involved in different things and different places, different schools. And so I have to be intentional and I'm not saying that I do this all the time, but with the time that I do have to take a rest, um, and I might not be able to get completely still. It might be that I, I have many times taken my laundry onto the back porch and sat on the back porch and just watched the wind blow and folded my laundry and prayed while I was doing it. Mm. Or I've taken my son to baseball practice and I've parked the car where I can see him in the outfield and I'm sitting in there and mm. I'm reading scripture or I'm listening to worship music. Mm-hmm. And it's just finding that time. You know, physically, I'm still having to do things. I still have kids. I still have to get stuff done. I work a full-time job. Uh, I'm a wife that I have things that I'm supposed to be doing. And so I can't just go lay down in that green pasture right now. But if I can get my mind to that point at least once every day mm-hmm. where my mind and my heart are at rest and it's it's in community with the Creator and with the Father, then I feel like that's more important than the physical rest. Um, John Mark Comer, which I, I did a video. He's 
what I talked about on Sunday, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Can't recommend that book enough to everybody. But he says attention is the beginning of devotion. And it's very important for us to look at like what you're talking about, like give give that heart an a, the attention it needs. Mm-hmm. And if we are if if we're willing if we're wanting to survive, then we'll make the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's that's that idea of whatever that looks like. Right. But you need you need to have that type of rest because I don't know about you guys, but some days um, I know what it's like to do construction because I've done it before and digging ditches and building houses and things like that. I know what it feels like to do that at the end of the day. There's some days at church work and, and counseling yeah. and things like that. I go home and I feel worse than if I would have mm-hmm. dug a ditch. Sure. And so, mm-hmm. and what that is, is your, the mental, your exhaustion. mental exhaustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what you're right on to But that. here's here's what we do, including me. Like, I'll just go ahead and say this is what I do. I say I'm going to have spiritual rest and I go on the back porch to fold laundry. But instead, I turn on a Netflix show yeah. and I binge. Right. right. Or... Sundays are just hard. I don't I don't even know why. I know that I have volunteers that serve right beside me and they are, you know, right there with me giving the the same hours on the mm-hmm. Sunday morning as me, but I come home exhausted mm-hmm. and we just have a little bit of time before we have to come back. We have student services happening, just have a little bit of time to make that turnaround. Mm-hmm. And instead of maybe taking a moment to kind of reset you know, we turn on a football game and fall asleep on the couch or whatever. That that might be physical exhaustion, but it's not rest right. at all. And so we're choosing time to binge watch shows or fall down the dark hole of TikTok or Instagram or mm. whatever. Um, and and then we wonder why we're still tired <laughs> at the end of it, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's because we are only adding to the exhaustion with what we're choosing to fill our time with. Uh, a lot of people say or not a lot of people, I don't know if they physically say this, but do you practice what you preach kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah. And people do say that a yeah. lot. Yes. Yeah. I I try, and a prime example is preparing for the series and for this particular week was restless for me, right? It was rough around the Callahan house. <laughs> it was, it really yeah. was. Uh, and it was one of those days that I was in my office and I was feeling very restless and everybody was getting on my nerves and it was just, oh, it was bad. It was bad. And I'm sitting here writing out these like one-liners and thoughts and stuff. And I finally, I just, I throw everything on my desk. I get up, I grab this out of solitude book that I was talking about and I just go to the woods. And I, I literally, I walk the trails and uh, Jared, our youth pastor, he called me. I ignored it, you know, like, <laughs> like several times. And, and then, as you should. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> just another day. Around. Yeah. No, I, call I'm just Greg. saying, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Call Greg. I, I just, the reason why I'm bringing this up is and I'm saying is like, I needed to give that attention, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm devoted to it, then I'll give attention to it. And so I knew that I needed to just get alone for maybe 30 minutes mm-hmm. And just reset mentally, and I was I went through and I read scripture out of that solitude book, and I I was just like walking and going. I'm I'm I have conversations with God just like I have with you guys. It's out loud. If someone's in the woods that day, they probably like <laughs> that dude's an idiot. Like, but I, I I'm serious. What God? What do you What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to show me? What? And that's what I believe. God wants is He wants our 
our failures and flaws and our all that stuff as well as all, all the things that we're good mm-hmm. at. And when we don't understand something, he wants the relationship of just draw near to me and I'm going to draw near to you. So, okay, then what do you want from me? Like you, you're not allowing me to rest or there's something inside of me that's hindering me from what you're wanting. So what is that? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the rest that I'm talking about is, is that mental, I think Casey, you alluded to it, that mental just breath of fresh air and then exhale and being surrounded by the I spirit. Think I experienced that recently. Um, rest is trust for me. There you mm. go. Yeah. You know, when I'm when I'm anxious, I'm not trusting. Mm. You know, I was anxious about Sunday. I think I told you all about that. Yes. It's going to rain again. <laughs> Here we started this campus. Is anybody going to show up? What we're doing? Lord, help me. I'm just trying to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment when I stopped. And it's like God said, do you not trust me? Mm-hmm. Just let it go. I got it. Yeah. And it was peace. It was rest in that moment. But I had to stop for a minute. Mm-hmm. And if we don't stop, I don't think we're ready. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get in the way of of what God's trying to do. And you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. for sure. Not saying that wouldn't happen because God's going to do what he's going to do. Right. But I wouldn't have been ready for it spiritually mm-hmm. if I kept trying to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and trying to fix the check-ins on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And I, I look back at that, and I'm like, I should have been, I shouldn't have been so anxious i should have been caring about the people mm-hmm. i get it yeah things gotta work but it was a great thing for me to to learn to rest mm. and let go mm-hmm. but part of that for me i have to trust and i can't trust i'll say this i cannot trust god if i don't spend time with him yeah i cannot right that's good that's right. i mean yes i can work on a message all day long rehearse it a thousand times but if i don't get along with god yeah i'll never understand the heart of the message right that's right and that's what changes that's that's where revelation happens transformation happens mm-hmm. sure for me and for the people we're right. teaching i think so that's been a good thing for me to learn chase is that resting is not what we thought it was mm-hmm Right. Yeah. I think that's exactly you know, yeah. what it is. We think it's taking a nap or sleeping yeah. late. Yeah. And that's not at all no. what it means. Um I think you know Chase you mentioned like there are enough hours in the day cuz I've been guilty of like there's just not enough hours in the day mm. to get it all done. And you've even heard me this week say I I really I need to get started at this time in the morning. <laughs> I need to be in the office by this time. I have so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm behind on my to-do list already. And I feel like there's not enough hours in the day. And you're like, well, there's as many hours as God wanted there to be in the day. So you just need to prioritize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it does. It makes me look and see. I might think that I'm working so hard or being so efficient, but I'm not. I'm, right. I'm wasting time or choosing things that I shouldn't <clears throat> be choosing to do. And I think especially starting the new campus has really stretched our faith yes, <laughs> a lot. And I keep thinking that we're waiting on God, like God's timing. We're waiting on God, but God's mm-hmm. really waiting on us Yeah, that's good. to, yeah. to, to rest, to mm-hmm. have faith in him, to have trust in him. And when we are prepared, he's going to deliver because he, he does, he's a God yeah. that delivers. He, he doesn't break promises. And so we just keep thinking, you know, God, 
God's slow. You know, this is just, it's a different (laughs) timeline. He's just patient and we're not. And he's like, oh man, if they would just get it, if they would just get it, I'm Mm -hmm. waiting on them. Mm -hmm. And Esther's one of my favorite books of the Bible. And I, I have always read it through a certain lens and I was reading it again recently. And it talks about how Mordecai says to Esther, like, God's going to do what God's going to do. And he's going to save his people. Are you going to be a part of it or not is what it is. And so I want to be a part of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to be so busy or so angry or so emotional that I miss what God's doing. Because God is God. He's going to do what he's going to do. And so, yeah, I think that stepped on my toes a little bit. Chase, your uh, sermon in a sentence was, to give God my best requires rest. Mm-hmm. And and that's true 100%, but I think you can put you know, anything in there. You can put, uh, to give the Greenville campus, the Powdersville campus, yeah. Yeah. My, my spouse, my family, my, family. my kids. Yeah. Um, it it's all good. requires yeah. rest. And then I, I love this quote from Rick Warren. I've been hearing him say it for decades, literally. Mm-hmm. But he always says that resting is a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. That stepped on my toes. That hurt. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He Rick Warren does a <laughs> yeah. he does a message that I that I actually referred to a lot in this in mind. But when he when he's talking about the spiritual issue, man, it just it it hit me because then I started questioning my own not faith, but like, <laughs> well, dang, am I practicing what I preach? Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, that was so southern. Well, dang, well, dang. <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> I, yeah, it is it is a spiritual issue, and most people think of it. Especially men, I feel like talk about their work is their worth, and yeah. that I mean that's that's a, that's where the spiritual issue comes in at, mm. you know. Where's your and identity? I'm guilty, yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of that, and that's why I I really do believe anytime that you know in our pastors meetings and stuff we figure out who's speaking what and stuff, mm-hmm. and so I think every time it's the messages that I'm getting to speak on is the things that I need to really work on personally. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> sure. that's why we're careful about who does what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking this now. Have you ever known someone that has that ability? You see that in their life, that they're resting mm. in God. Do you, have, you know of anyone? I know someone, yeah. I was going to say, and uh, I know you know Darren. Oh yeah. His yeah. father was probably one of the most amazing people because he had that you could just see that in his in his face, mm-hmm. in his demeanor, that he that he had a relationship with God and he, he had trust. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter where he worked mm-hmm. right. or what he did. Right. He always had that. And I'm like, Wow, what a mm-hmm. what a gift to you know, regardless of your circumstance, to always be resting. Mm. To always know that God is in control. Hmm. And my mother had that. Mm-hmm. You know, later in her yeah. life, she de- You know, y'all saw the video? Did y'all yeah. see yes. the video? Yeah. You know, she she was dying mm. during that time. No yeah. way. Yeah, that was like three or four months before she died. Wow. Yeah, her last Thanksgiving, right? And, and she, and, and, but she was able to rest yeah. and play and sing for us that day. And we think about that, and it just amazes me. I'm what, shocked. What yeah. God can do when you trust? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, the scripture does say that you'll know <clears throat> you'll know them by the fruit 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's not talking about necessarily strawberries and whatever, yeah. but Dairy Queen. That's <laughs> not yeah, no, sorry, but it's talking. <laughs> it is talking about your actions, right? Yeah. Like you'll know them by the actions and the fruit they produce. Meaning, you'll know if they if they got that because of what's mm-hmm. coming out. You know, mm-hmm. goes back to the heart and the mouth speaks. You know, the, you'll know what's in them by their character or who they are. And I don't always act like that. Well, I was going to talk yeah. about and that. It scares, <laughs> and it, and, and it, it scares me when I when I'm understand that I'm on the edge. Mm-hmm. I'm offended or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I need to you know, <clears> go <throat> in the woods for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> my son, um, he did, he did not, on, not on purpose, but the other morning there was a car that, we were trying to get to school on time, and that's my fault, right? <laughs> but the car was coming, and I'm waiting on her to to go, and she's going so slow. And it's like I start to go, but then she'll turn on her blinker like, oh, she's about to turn. So I'm waiting, and Emerson, my son's right beside me, and she doesn't go. Finally, I just go, and then she goes. And then she has to slam on her brakes because I'm going. Because you, <clears throat> like, ran in front of her. You well, turned left in Yeah, front I of turned her. left in front of her or whatever. And, but it was in slow motion, if, it, <laughs> if you can imagine that. And she throws up her arms, and I mm-hmm. stop, and I go, you could have went like that. And I point, you know, my hands were pointing yeah. at her or whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> long story short, we, it's almost like in the weirdest moments, my son Emerson will go, you could have went. <laughs> and he reminds me yeah. of 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 a those moment of moments yeah, not... where my heart rate was not spiritual right. whatsoever. Right. And it's like those little moments <clears throat> we are kids are watching. People are watching. Right. That's regardless. something I was just about to say, you know, Craig, you mentioned like how do you rest with small kids at home and and we range from a 2-year-old to a almost 14-year-old. And so we don't, I mean, if I'm being really honest, but Try. let them see you rest. Like, don't ship them off to mm-hmm. have a day off. Like, take them in the backyard, give them their toys and say, I'm going to spend some time with God right now. They're still in your eyesight. Let them see you practicing this. So mm-hmm. they absolutely will emulate that. We see it all the time. There's so many times that our kids do wow. something and I look and I'm like, that's your kid, Chase. <laughs> well, and you, you you teach them anxiousness Absolutely. and worry. And, and sometimes, yeah. you know, in the spiritual world, we're, we're quick to show the bad side to our kids. They see us react. They see us get our feelings hurt and all that yeah. stuff. But then we're not really practicing how to be a healthy Christian to them. Mm-hmm. Let them see it or, or say, hey, Go to dad if you need anything. I'm I'm gonna go. I just need to rest and spend some time with God for just a few minutes and mm. and let them know what you're doing. Let yeah. them see it because you That's know great. what they need to do it too. Mm-hmm. They have souls that are tired and mm-hmm. weary. They have anxious thoughts. They mm-hmm. need to do that. There are mm-hmm. many times you know put Rollins in her stroller, turn on some worship songs and walk with her and let her hear it. I mean there are so many ways. Mm-hmm. That and I mean, I, this is just not always going to be picture perfect. I just I know my kids well enough to know that, but <laughs> include them in those moments because they need it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I mean, the life of a PK, right? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's an experience. Uh, my prayer way. every day is God, do not let them hate church. Like, <laughs> yeah. please just don't yeah. let them hate church. Um, <clears throat> and we're so lucky that our kids do love church and they love serving at church. 
God has definitely blessed us with that. But I feel like every Sunday is another time that I'm parading my kids out, you know, for an opportunity to get hurt or see something happen or be treated a certain way. And I'm like, God, just protect them. Let them love your church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chase, you got really practical at the end. And the first thing that you said is if you're going to rest in God's goodness, you have to remember your value to God. And I think that really goes to the what you guys have been talking about, the trust issue, uh, mm-hmm. the workaholic thing for yeah. for guys, uh, finding our value in our work in, mm-hmm. instead of in God. And that was a huge point for me, just that – because I, I, th- I think all of us do, but maybe I think this because I do, but I think we all struggle with our value mm. uh, in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we struggle with our value in ministry sometimes. And so for me, that was – that was good if I could just learn uh, to get my value from Jesus and what he's done for me, I'm going to be ahead of the rest game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an identity crisis thing for mm-hmm. everyone. Um, you got the, the men, like I said before, they're providers and their intention is good, but their identity ends up being I have to work to find my worth, and that goes into the home. And then I even remember – I don't remember what service it was. It might have been both. But I just remember the the Lord just really pressing on my heart. You need to tell the women they're valued and they are yeah. loved. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how many soccer matches they have to, you know, they you, know, you feel like they have to be a part of or how many meals they have to cook or whatever it may be. I just it 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 was really pressed on me on Sunday to to really to really just give that um mm-hmm put them on a pedestal for a minute and go, listen, God sees you face to face and he loves you despite mm-hmm. what you feel about yourself. Like you need to know you come from royalty yeah. and that's how he sees you. Right. Well, he sees the exhaustion that you have. And um, I don't know. I just feel like value, you're right, Craig value is, is a big piece of this because it's, it's going to be hard for you to rest if you don't feel worthy enough to do so. That's right. Right. And so you got to make sure that you've, I tell students and people and everybody, write sticky notes and put it on a mirror or whatever it may be, however you need to yeah. do to remind yourself mm-hmm. self that. And for me, I, I wrote myself a song. <laughs> I really did. And I, I, some people saw it and it blew up on Facebook yesterday. But it was literally just, I am loved and I'm valued despite the voices in my head and stuff like that. And so... Whatever you have to do to remind yourself that you are valued. Scripture mm-hmm. talks about it. You, mm-hmm. I mean, he protects the birds. He, he does all that. But you are way more of value to him than the birds are. So if mm-hmm. he's going to do yeah. that for animals, can you think about what mm-hmm. you mean to him? That's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. Value is huge. Yep. And then you talked about, and the, this was convicting to me, You you talked about, um, if you can limit your work to five days, <laughs> yeah, so that you can have a hobby day, yeah, and a rest day, there you go. because a lot of us think our hobby day is the rest day, yeah, yeah. This was a tricky one because I first, even on the screens, I said six days, but then I took it back live. You did, <laughs> I did. You walked it back live. I You're did. not allowed to do that. Yeah, <laughs> once the screens are in, that's, that's what we go yeah. with. That's the way it is. Uh-huh. Well, live, I thought about that. I thought, no, that I. I don't necessarily agree with what I just put on the screen. Like, you really need to find work five days. Try to provide financially. Mm-hmm. Let's call it that because yes. that's our job. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to provide five days a week 
then we're going to find a hobby day somewhere on the weekends maybe or whatever it works for your schedule where you are playing golf or you're going hiking or you're doing things that you know you're you know doing something active but it's a hobby and it gives it sort of helps your you just get away from your work stuff but then there needs to be a time i'm saying a day meaning like you said casey i mean there's no way that me and my wife can probably take a full day every single week chase do you remember when you tried no do you remember that Help me. I can't remember so this was, two minutes this ago. Was, this was a few years ago. Eddie, Pastor Eddie came to you and said that you needed some rest. Like <laughs> okay. He was like, it's you, starting to come you yeah. need to implement rest. Now, Eddie, they have one daughter who's now a senior in high school, so she was much older. We had very small kids at home at the time. And he told you, you need to take a day. Like, you need a day. Mm-hmm. And so Chase took a day. He did this for a couple weeks in a row and left me at home with all of the kids <laughs> and would come back just rare to go. Like, oh, this was awesome. And I was, like, haggard. I was like, wait a second. And that left, like, I had no time. If he's going to take it, like, what? Are, how are we going right. to do this? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. I don't know how people have a Sabbath day i don't know how that mm-hmm. exists quite yet well and some sometimes i think hobbies can be rest i think you know playing golf with all your friends probably not very restful you're gonna be listen i'm getting looks yeah and i know right yeah there too <laughs> okay that, okay you guys, now, you're crossing the line I love a little you bit. <laughs> you're not in solitude with God, that's true. When you are no, all play, you are trash talking and listening to music and uh, yeah. having fun, which is great. True, yeah, I'll but do, not resting. No, I think I do think that's important, though. It is, yeah. But it's not the rest we're talking. But that's about. what right. I said. It's more of a release right. yeah. than yeah. it is a rest. Yeah. Like, it's a mental rest, but you, not a heart rest. If you go out for a walk, j- just like you said, going out into the woods, mm. like if you if you are looking for time where the only voice you're going to hear is God's, mm-hmm. that can be the rest. Well, yeah. You can't do that playing golf with Greg. And right. that might be, <laughs> no, no. But that might be that you're doing something else. You're walking, maybe if you knit or crochet or something else that is also a hobby, I feel like you could use it. I just mm-hmm. feel like there are and you got to be careful because I had a conversation with Kyle. He's one of our worship guys and small group leaders. Like, he was asking me about Sabbath because we showed, and if you didn't watch it, you need to go look up uh, Sabbath Bible Project. Just Google that and it will come up. You, it's amazing. We were talking about the Sabbath and how that's that day of rest that we are born into, like DNA from the very beginning of time. That's the way God put it into our schedules. And we push away from it, A, because we don't understand it, B, because we feel like we don't have time for it. But I told him, I said, I per- this is my personal opinion, but I feel like it doesn't have to be a full day. You have to determine what, what fulfills you with the time that you are alone with God. If I'm crocheting, let's just say. Yeah, I want to see that. You got, <laughs> I have done it before, okay? It's a okay. mess. But no, if I'm crocheting or if I am, okay, a, a perfect example. Disc if, golf. Okay, yeah. No, By let yourself? me go somewhere else. Okay. Here we go. If I go to the woods to, you know, build something, like I know it sounds funny because I'm a grown man, but like if I go to build a fort or something, you know, in the in the woods, my mind is going to be on things that are about that fort or about that wood. If I, I need to find a stick this long, I need to do it. And so my mind isn't fixed completely on God. 
Like mm-hmm. the, I know that sounds crazy, and some people would disagree with me, and I get it, and that's fine. It's, yeah, each person's but different. But I just feel like, like I don't read that Jesus went and built forts on you know when he went to the garden. He went and he prayed, mm-hmm. right? So when I went to the woods so a while ago, this is the difference. I multitask, <laughs> and you maybe don't as much. Well, because you're a woman, <laughs> you're capable of multitasking. <laughs> I just, um, I just think there is the reason why I said five days, is because I feel like there is a leave a day that you can crochet, yeah. you can go do disc golf, yes. play golf, whatever, and not feel guilty about it. And then there's another day where you go, you know what? Today is the day that I'm going to spend an hour that I'm going to get along with God, and I'm going to talk to my wife and I'm going to say, hey, I need, I'm going to make Tuesdays or whatever the day that I spend with whatever it works with your schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend an uh, uh, not just give them the five minute deal or whatever. I'm going to really devote a time that I'm going to get along with God to rest mm-hmm. in his goodness mm-hmm. so I can be fulfilled, not released from like what those hobbies do. But when I, I'm, my cup is being filled up, is, is that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're just about out of time. So why don't we do this? Just one more thought from each person and I'll just go first. I think, one of the biggest reasons that we don't rest is because we despise quiet. Mm. <laughs> we, we just despise the quiet. Um, and in our culture in 21st century America, we do not like quiet and we're not, we don't, we don't do quiet. Well, mm. like something is always in our ear. And I, that's probably the biggest detriment for me personally. Mm. Cause even when I'm, I'm out alone walking or whatever, let me throw a sermon on. Let mm-hmm. me throw a podcast on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with those. <laughs> Listen but to the podcast. I don't. I don't do quiet well, and right. I think that's that's one of the things that really. Have hinders you ever me. been into uh, some of those caves up in the mountains? You know what I'm talking about, where you can go hundreds of feet down into yeah. the caves. There's this one place where you sit and they turn off all the lights, like everything, and everything is quiet. It's awkward. It's oh, like yeah. it's, it it's creepy. Hurt, it almost hurts you, yeah, for because sure. of the quiet. And they actually say if you spent, I don't remember how. It was yeah, like, you would become disoriented in like no time. Yeah, like you could like for lose the quietness or whatever. like faculties from being down there for so long. That's crazy. So, are you against quiet? I. It's not that. <laughs> I think it's it's. We don't a, know how to. It's I don't know how to, to do. do it. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. You ever? You know, I remember quiet when it snows. Hmm. On, I remember those days yeah. when I was a kid and standing in the woods. Yeah. And it's just so cool. Oh, it's yeah. that is cool. I, when I think of quiet, I think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. barely hear the snow yep. hit the ground and you know and to get to that moment it's gotta be intentional for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like Craig. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time I'm not every minute I'm not doing something is wasted time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I'm not reading or learning, because I'm a learner, I love to learn. It's mm-hmm. always all I do. Yeah. I drive Brenda crazy with it. You need to listen to this. You need to listen to this. You know. Did you know back in Did the you World know? War I, I know. I know. Man. That's you. That's you. And so I've had to really practice. You know, you have to practice it. I think it's yes. something you have That's to right. make mm-hmm. a habit mm-hmm. in your life. Part of my learning to do that was doing that on the way to work mm-hmm. all the time. Right. And then my mother showed me how to take a verse and just just be, it becomes part of me because I say it so much. And we mm-hmm. talk about this. Yeah. That I take that verse and it becomes Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't I know it, I say it when I need to say it and 
you know, but learning to rest my mind and focus on God has been one of the most important things for me, especially this yeah. past year. Mm-hmm. So, um, the go ahead. You want to? Oh, it doesn't. Matter. Um, I I would say the last thing, if I could, I I I closed my sermon out with a quote and a verse, and I think for me, I'd like to do the same here. Sure. Is what? Am you I going to get to share something? Yes. Yeah, I'm just saying to close my thought. Oh, okay, I didn't know. That's why I'm well, like so much go. pressure on how I good I'm going to say something. I don't know. Let's let her go. And then, I, sure. And I then asked you that go. before. And, but go ahead. Let's there. honor her right now. Husband and wife, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> See, now this is a lot of pressure because I spoke up like I had something important all. No to pressure say. at all. Um, I was just going to say I, I feel like we all need to realize that this battle for rest and the busyness and the loudness, this is the enemy. Like this is a hundred percent a tactic of him to keep us so busy Mm -hmm. that we can't connect with God. So busy that we can't do true ministry, that we stay offended, that we stay anxious. This is 100% a tactic of Satan. And from the very beginning, I mean, they were, they used to be able to rest before Satan entered into the garden. It, it was natural and it is something that keeps us, keeps our attention diverted from what it really should be on. And so I think whenever you can see it as an attack, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like he's trying to get me Mm -hmm. off course. He's trying to keep me busy. Then that will help us see what, where God is in it truly, Uh, because we were talking Sunday night with the students like God is not the author of confusion Mm-mm. and God is not the author of anxiety and, and all these things. And so when you feel those things, it's probably coming mm-hmm. from yeah. Satan. And so mm-hmm. it's something that you need to go ahead and see and divert when it happens. No, that's good. Yeah, for sure. The, the way that um, a lot of us feel, uh, you could say, uh, is burnout. Like a lot of people feel burned out and just having conversations with just all all sorts of people. This verse and um, this quote, John Mark Comer, the quote says, uh, he says in his book, here's my point. The solution to an over busy life is not more time. It's to slow down and simplify our lives around what really matters. And so some exercise for us to do is to go, what, what is that that really matters in my life? And, and what am I doing on a day-to-day basis to support that idea mm-hmm. and simplify that life? And so for those that feel discouraged and burned out and exhausted, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, it's real, um, real simple and plain. I love it. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm-hmm. I just love that verse. That's so what Jesus said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all about Jesus, man. It is. He can, uh, he can give us the rest that we need. Hey, guys, this has been a great conversation. I almost feel like we need to do a part two at some point. Um, it's, it, it's just great input all the way around. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. 
Um, let me encourage you to go get our Marathon Church app. It's the best way to keep up with everything going on here at Marathon. And uh, check us out online, marathonchurch.org. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, send us your questions or comments to info at marathonchurch.org. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>